Sylvester. One of my top five favorite lines in the uh, favorite, but uh, is that Melachadash, uh, a new king, rose in, in in Egypt. So we all know that it could have been the same king that forgot the Jews. You have to remember this. You could have good leaders, and they're all hoo hoo ha ha. And then all of a sudden they have a twist in their head and they become our enemies. It's a very, very uh, prominent sign here in the Torah that that could very well happen. Or, of course, it could have been a new king that arose. But Pharaoh, the Egyptian king who lived at the time, became a nasty man. He was a nasty man. He decided to be mean to the Jewish people. He decided to forget that one of the Jews, Yosef, had once saved the whole country of Egypt from starving when he collected grain to feed the Egyptians and had ruled Egypt for 80 years. This new pharaoh said to his advisors, we must think of a plan to stop the Jews from having so many children. If their families keep growing, the way they are growing now, there will be so many more Jews than Egyptians that the Jews may join our enemies and take over the whole country. Pharaoh and his ministers devised a mean plot. They would make all the Jews slaves to work for them day and night. They would separate their fa- the fathers from their families and weaken them so much that soon fewer new Jews, Jewish children would be born. But how could Pharaoh turn the Jews into slaves? He and his ministers thought of an evil trick. They made an announcement. King Pharaoh is building a number of new storage houses for grain. He needs many, many workers to build them. He expects every good citizen to join and help. All the workers will be paid. The Egyptians said to B'nai Yisroel, What are you Jews doing to help our country? You must come and join working also. And so the Jews came and began to help construct new storage houses for Pharaoh. To encourage people to join, King Pharaoh himself showed up with a building site at the building site on the first day, shovel in hand. And the word spread around that the king personally had helped with the construction work. So more and more people joined in, among them all the Jewish men, except for the men of one tribe, Levi. They did not come to participate. Pharaoh's officers approached the men of Levi and asked them, Why, Won't you help build them also? Why don't you come and build with us also? But they declined firmly. They answered, We are the rabbis of the Jewish people. We have to learn to teach them. We have no time for any other work. When Pharaoh's officers heard that, they left the men of Levi alone. At the beginning, Pharaoh paid the Jewish workers, but after a while, he stopped paying them. When the Jews complained, Pharaoh's supervisors told them the king commands that every Jew must continue building without pay. Some Jews did not show up for work, but Pharaoh's supervisors had everyone's name and address marked down. Any Jew missing from work was reported to Pharaoh's policeman, and he was brought to work by force. Pharaoh's supervisors were cruel and wicked slave drivers. They forced the Jews to work nonstop and quickly. If a Jew showed up because, slowed up because he was tired, they beat him with a whip and forced him to work at full speed. Pharaoh also appointed policemen from among the Jews, whose job it was to drive every Jew to work his hardest. The Jewish policemen were ordered to beat any Jew who was slow with his work. But they refused to hit their Jewish brothers. When the Egyptian supervisor saw that the Jewish police had mercy on their own fellow Jews and allowed them to slow up with their work, Pharaoh's supervisors whipped the Jewish policemen instead. 
But the Jewish policemen accepted the whippings rather than hit their fellow Jews. Hashem rewarded these heroic Jewish policemen. He appointed them Zikanim, Torah leaders of the Jewish people.